1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. How are your balls doing?
0: They are nice and swollen. I haven't swollen. seen them in over a year. Got a couple hairs on them, you know, the
1: usual. Just a couple. Just a couple hairs, what you expect. They finally dropped. Yes. I'm happy for you.
0: Yeah. Well, the left one did. I'm hoping the right one uh, goes by summer of 2025, is what the doctor says uh hoping by then you know it'll be fully full team i have to say that it's kind of nice to have one longer than the other because it gives me a, a nice little swagger when i walk
1: you know people think i have a cool walk you might just have one nut you never know
0: <laughs> never know these are the healthcare mysteries brought to you by the fresh app podcast <laughs> all right we're gonna do this in uh, three two one
1: what are you doing Besties in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Elba.
0: Welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. Oh young man like three things. Two, two, three. Featuring Carlos Garcia... And yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time. It's the Frat Chat Podcast. How's it going, Mr. Moe?
1: Yo, hey, What's up, dude? What's, what's up?
2: What's up?
0: How you be, Mr. Mo? How's life?
1: How's it be treating you, sir? Well, I've had a very busy week because I actually went home to Maryland. To visit my family, who I haven't seen since pre pandemic. So we waited until everyone got their shots and waited a couple weeks. And so um, I've just been drunk for an entire week because my mom keeps feeding me Tawaka shots. Ah. She loves Tawaka. And I'm like, why people? people, You know, I'm incredibly (laughs) hungover right now because uh, I had a, a Sunday boozy brunch yesterday uh, my best friend Derek is in town from Chicago he's in the room with me but he's camera shy so he's he's requested to not speak on the um I swear he's real <laughs> well uh
0: I believe you Simo Derek is totally real right Timmy yeah Simo has friends <laughs> yeah I just agree with him <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Simo's totally real friend Derek you guys he's there with him and none of us can see him, uh, none of us can hear him, but he's totally real. Just saying, totally real. But yeah, proceed.
1: You and Derek in in Howard County, Maryland, like in Ellicott City. You did like a comedy show, or no? You, you were doing their comedy festival, or the, did it get canceled from COVID? I yeah, the Ellicott
0: City Comedy Festival. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got, I got canceled. But I was selected, you guys, so I can still put it on my resume. I just didn't perform at it, so I have to be very specific with the wording.
1: (laughs) Dude, Elegant City (laughs) is so white, it makes me uncomfortable. Where's the diversity? I was like... There's no diversity. I was like, am I not? I was going to be the diversity. Everywhere?
0: That's, that's, that's why they booked me. You know, I was going to come there. Uh-huh. Like, Look, oh my God, we have a Carlos Garcia. And he's white looking too. So you guys don't have to be that uncomfortable by him. Yeah. yeah. We're going to cheer. I was going to finally be accepted in life. It was going to be great. And, you know,
1: we went to this thing. COVID. So, so I didn't get the memo, but apparently white people hang out in like fields and they just oh, yeah, drink yeah, yeah. beers. Yeah, and in Maryland, in high school, that's what we used to do, dude. We used to—I mean,
0: I'm not gonna lie—that's pretty fun because I had a jeep, so like it would be tough for the cops to come find you if you were in the woods and in the right spot. Like my jeep, I could just put it in four wheel drive and go up this giant hill, and then no one could go up there anymore. So I gotta give it to you, white people—that was pretty fun.
1: My sister, she was like, it's, it's, "This is really cool brewery in Olney." And I was like, where's that? She's like, "Only." I was like... Oh, what? yeah, that's right I by know, my parents' old house. I, been, I, don't, I don't know what Oni many is. Yeah. Derek, what was it called? Yeah, called Lone Star? Are you seriously
0: going to have people outside the podcast right now that we can't hear just talking to you and giving shout-outs? What? what the fuck are you doing? Be professional, you hungover bastard.
1: God. I'm so hungover. You know what? That's terrible, been, dude. What are you doing? lava for like a week. Like, every time I go in the bathroom, like, I know that like... My asshole's just gonna fall out. It's just gonna gonna give up on me and be like, dude, I can't do this anymore.
0: After meals and during sex, it's the Chris Moore Diaries.
1: (laughs) Go to church and light a candle for my butthole. How, How was your week? My week was good, my week was good because
0: I've been seeing tickets selling fast for our return to the greatest comedy show of all time at Broadway Comedy Club this Friday, April 30th at 7 p.m. in beautiful New York City. So make sure you guys all get your tickets before they sell out because there's limited capacity. So a sellout is pending. Get your tickets, come see us live. It's got you got me, you got Chris Moore hosting, you got Rod prendamano you got Jen L. Draper. Danny Suggs, you got Tracy Carnazzo, and yes, you fucking know that, and you've known that for weeks, (laughs) Emo. Try to keep up. I don't know what is happening right now. So yes, come see us live. Check it out at tiny.cc.greatestcomedyshow or at the Broadway Comedy Club website, and get your tickets now.
2: And while you're in a buying mood,
0: why don't you go ahead and check out our amazing sponsor, that being the good people at the Moonlight Clothing. That's right. We love the Moonlight Clothing here at the Frat Chat Podcast. And you will too. Check them out at themoonlife.com and check them out their Instagram, themoonlifeclothing. You know, you can get 10% off just by typing in frat chat in all caps there. So go ahead, get yourself something nice. You know, get something nice for your sweetheart. You know, maybe for your mom if you have no friends and live in your basement like Simo. You can do lots of things, lots of
1: people you can buy things for. I'm actually in my parents' basement right now. <laughs> See? Exactly. <laughs>
0: I say the things that I say for a reason, guys. So go ahead. Get yourself something nice. Get them something nice. Shop the Moon Life clothing and use that 10% promo code with FRATCHAT in all caps. And with that being said, I think I'm ready to rock, Mr. Mao, because people keep telling us two things every
1: single week right here at the Frat okay. Chat Podcast. Chris is the favorite.
0: <laughs> yes. We love Chris. That's what everybody says, you guys. Him and his totally real friends. Derek uh, have the fan base where you know it's all these people You're just they're just all talking about it and again. No one can see them or hear them, but but it's happening. You guys, it's totally real. It's literally just like the QAnon folk, you know. You don't think they're real, and then next thing you know, some redneck is ripping out your eyeballs on the side of the street, you know. But they're totally real, just like Derek <laughs> is totally real. But but yet they love story time. Number one, at the Frat Chat Podcast. And number two, they want more stories about pledging. So, you know what? We like to give the people what they want, and that's why this week on the Frat Chat Podcast, we're gonna bring back that beautiful segment you all know and love called Story Time at the Frat Chat Podcast. But we're gonna turn up the heat on it, both figuratively and And literally, brother, because we're going to delve into a little bit of Hell Week and a little bit of another event called The Bucket of Fuck
1: Yeah. It was so gross.
0: Yeah. And you guys are going to learn what The Bucket of Fuck is. And let me tell you, it's going to get gnarly, you guys, but it is going to be fun. So prepare to laugh a lot. Maybe throw up a little bit. And maybe poop yourself. Or all three? Yeah, all three. It's, it's, it's going to be that like type of day. If,
1: if the day ends with the letter Y, I've probably done all three. Um, <laughs> of course. You know, I'm waiting for my, my, my mom to, to open the door of the basement and say, like, honey, do do you and your friend want some bagel bites? Do you like pizza rolls? Everyone's okay? Huh? Do you need some water? Said,
0: yes, mom. I told you. Leave me alone. Me and my friends oh, are totally what? fine. Gosh.
1: Again, his totally real friend. I, totally, Darren, I, I swear right? they're real. Um, (laughs) Totally there. Yes. Okay, so for um, today's reading, if you don't mind, I have a couple things listed in yellow. And I would like for you to read that in your best Venezuelan accent.
0: You got it, dude. Okay. You got it. I am a professional, so I will do my best despite the horrible value of professionalism that I'm receiving from Simo today. Yeah, where he... Presented himself here at the Frat Chat Podcast, hungover with imaginary friends, not knowing if he's hosting the show. I don't know. For the record, I'm hungover
1: most days. So this really isn't that different. I'm just opening up to you. But most recordings, I'm hungover.
0: Well, uh, I I prefer it better when you didn't open up to me. You know, I'm I'm a very... (laughs) I'm a very superficial friendship kind of guy, you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really give a shit about your problems, you know? I'll just like your Instagram pictures. That's about that's about all you get from me.
1: <laughs> Ooh, we're going to talk about problems today. Oh, wow. You know, I think Ooh. I have time for <laughs> one beer, so
0: sorry. <laughs> oh, ring, ring. Is that my phone? Oh, shit. Got to go. <laughs> my third grandma just died, you know? Whoops. <laughs> Didn't know these things were going to happen. <laughs>
1: Uh, So I'm out of here. See ya. Well, back to something happier. Um, This story (laughs) is called Carlitos and the Bucket of Fuck. Oh, the Bucket of Fuck. Shall we get started? Let's do it. Okay. Oh,
2: wait. Should I say?
1: Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) McDonald's. (laughs) Okay. So here it goes. Once upon a time. In a land far, far away, lived a modest Venezuelan woman named Virginia and her magical hippo.
0: His name was Pedro.
1: On one enchanted evening, Virginia found herself suddenly pregnant from an immaculate conception, and her belly grew to the size of a large watermelon.
0: I wonder who was in it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Legend has it that Virginia's family nicknamed her piñata and would beat her stomach with sticks (laughs) as they were certain this was not an immaculate conception, but the product of a drunk family reunion. Really? Family reunion? This domestic abuse brought the family shame, which is why they would blindfold themselves during the beating. But Virginia and the baby persevered. Yeah! <laughs> and that's that's um, boys and girls and everyone in between. That is what um, uh, the, the legend of the piñata came from.
0: And just so you guys know... Uh... After those beatings, I was born totally okay, 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 fucks I got!
1: <laughs> um, so, um. Oh, let's get to the birth. Okay, here we go. On a cold January night, Virginia gave birth to this glorious hippo child, and she named him Carlos, or as I like to say, Carlitos. As Carlitos got older and blossomed into a young child, he resembled an appetite similar to that of a large hippo. And villagers would travel far and wide to watch his young child swallow hot dogs without taking a single (laughs) bite, sometimes swallowing three at a time. I have a talent, you
0: guys. Uh, Don't judge me.
1: (laughs) Uh Because of a crooked government, Virginia and her child Carlos left Venezuela and emigrated to the United States of America for a new beginning. Unfortunately, the magical hippo stayed behind, and the villagers say that at daybreak, you can see the obese creature and chickens running wild through the hills as far as the eye can see. And my dad's trying to get in shape, okay? Leave him alone. Yeah, he's obese. (laughs) Yikes, he's got lay off from jelly's dough. So we're going to fast forward a bit, and years later, Carlos has grown into an exceptional young man and found his way on the collegiate path to study political science. His dream is to one day help Venezuelan government reconcile their differences and once again serve its people. He also had the desire to one day reconnect with his mythical father so that he too could also frolic through the Caracas countryside. Plus, Carlos could use the exercise after a semester of all-you-can-eat campus food. So Greek life gave Carlos hopes of community. So he pledged tall Kappa Epsilon just like his hero Ron Jeremy and that is a true (laughs) fact Carlos quickly made friends with his pledge brothers and with his drive he won the respect of every fraternity brother except for one named froggy oh, of froggy wears a confederate flag belt buckle and only offered carlos a bit because he thought his accent was actually a speech impediment but no <laughs> carlos is not white in fact he's more of an earthy beige with red undertones and his silky matte finish as a pledge carlos and his pledge brothers were forced to clean the brothers apartments and to cook for the fraternity Carlos helped the fraternity house cook meals because he had an uncanny familiarity with spices. Some spices the white men in teak never even heard of, huh. like cayenne pepper, oh, yeah. garlic salt, and poverty. <laughs> Carlos quickly <laughs> became sure. a favorite as he introduced the fraternity to a new palate of Latin American cuisine, which made Froggy nervous. Froggy knew that his white supremacy was at risk, so he quickly came up with a plan.
0: Oh,
1: God. Okay, guys. It's going to get serious.
0: <laughs> I'm scared, you guys. I'm oh, really scared. Huh. This Froggy, I know he's up to no
1: good. Bad news. It's a totally okay.
0: fictional character, right?
1: <laughs> totally fictional. I don't know anyone with any names similar to Froggy. No, no, never. Yeah, never, I'm, never I'm pretty either. sure the human are like this, too, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If <laughs> I have to guess. I would say something <laughs> similar to it, <you> know? <laughs> So here comes, here comes the scary part. Okay. Froggy convinced the fraternity to let him host a pledge event where he would make the entire pledge class eat a bucket of fuck, which would consist of flaming hot salsa, pickled onions, jalapenos, spam, anchovies, and whatever odds and ends that Froggy found in the back of his mommy's fridge. The next day before the event, The fraternity treated the pledges to a happy hour at Hooters, where they ate all-you-can-eat wings. But Froggy requested that Carlos stay behind and clean the entire fraternity house by himself. So poor, poor, poor Carlos mopped the floors, did the dishes, scrubbed the bathrooms, and even folded everyone's laundry. As he was folding the last pair of stained panties, he felt this innate sense take over his body. His inner hippo was guiding him to investigate the beautiful smell that was coming from inside the pantry. As he slowly opened the pantry door, he was pleasantly surprised to find a bucket of slop similar to what the villagers would offer to the enchanted child of the mythical hippo. This bucket of fuck smelled like home, so Carlos (laughs) had to take a taste. With one bite of the slop, Carlos felt this instinctual urge overcome his entire body, and he uncontrollably ate the entire bucket of food with his face. He unhinged his jaw like an animal and swallowed the contents within minutes. When he finished, he realized he might be in trouble. Oh, no. I know he ate the whole bucket of fuck by himself. Moments later, The door to the fraternity house opened, and all the brothers and pledges piled in after their Hooters happy hour extravaganza. Oh boy, the brothers exclaimed, it smells so fresh and so clean in here. Well, Carlos locked himself in the pantry and was was terrified of the thought that he'd be caught red-handed after eating that delicious snack. Suddenly, his stomach started to grumble, the way one would after eating 10 pounds of slept. But there was no bathroom.
2: "'Oh, what do I do?'
1: Carlos, as he clenched his butt cheeks with all of his might, he was locked in the pantry with nothing but an empty bucket. With no other options, Carlos said to himself, "'Oh, I will poo-poo in the bucket. Oh. The entire pledge class was in the living room and Carlos snuck in. "'Why weren't you at Hooters?' whispered Dan."
2: Hooters,
1: says Carlos.
2: I was never invited. I was told to clean the entire house.
1: Who told you to clean the entire house, asked the attorney president, Bruce.
2: Oh, Froggy told me to clean the whole house with your toothbrush.
1: I'm sorry, Carlos. Froggy told us that you were preoccupied with schoolwork, but we didn't mean to not include you, said Bruce. Yeah, he's just a pledge, said Froggy. You don't know why you're baiting him right now. Well, Froggy, said Bruce, we're trying to promote brotherhood, but it's hard for you to single out one individual.
2: Why couldn't I go to Hooters with everybody else?
1: Asked Carlos. Because they don't uh, serve enchiladas, you little shit, said Froggy. Aww. That's unnecessary, Froggy, said Bruce, and I don't want you abusing your privileges. Wait a second, said Froggy. What's the big deal? I just heard everyone comment on how how nice the house smells, and you had me to thank for that. And without further ado, we're going to get tonight's pledge event started. Tonight is a pledge event, asked Dan. You you bet your sweet ass it is, and you're in for a treat, exclaimed Froggy. Froggy retreats to the kitchen to fetch the bucket of fuck, and he carries it out to the living room. Wow, this bucket is heavier than I remember, claims Froggy.
2: Oh, please, sir, I need to tell you something,
1: pleads Carlos. Speak when you're spoken to, Carlos, says Froggy. Tonight, maggots, we're going to do something a little differently, and it's unfortunate you all overindulged in all your need wings because I prepared another meal for you guys. Is this gonna make us sick? asked Dan. you're nothing here I wouldn't eat myself, says Froggy. Carlos cries out, But I'm sorry, but I can't unspeak when you're when I tell you to burrito breath, Froggy says. And it's prove that I'm not poisoning you fuckers, I'll take the first bite. <laughs> Please, sir! Carlos pleads. Carlos, you're really starting to piss me off. shut your fucking mouth or I'll beat you with a stick like a pinata screams froggy froggy grabs the solo cup and dips it in the bucket of shit he then pinches his nose and gulps down the entire contents of that cup there's a moment of silence and then froggy looks up in a panic
2: oh i took a sheet in the bucket
1: carlos admits
2: i'm very sorry
1: the room is silent as froggy runs out of the living room with his hand over his mouth bruce asks carlos Why did you poop in the bucket?
2: Because I was locked in the pantry, and I was scared,
1: explained Carlos. Froggy locked you in the pantry, Dan asked. Well... Carlos tries to explain. Bruce interjects, I've heard enough, and I'm sorry. I'd like to take a moment to apologize on behalf of the entire fraternity, (laughs) and no one is eating a bucket of fuck tonight. That evening, Bruce and the fraternity took Carlos and his pledge brothers back to Hooters for all you can eat buffalo wings. Carlos was inspired by these award-winning wings so much that he went into the kitchen and helped the head chef develop what we now know as Hooters Original Buffalo Chicken Tacos. The end. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. That is a much
0: happier ending than I ever got from anything out of pledging.
1: And I... I, I don't want to spread any rumors, but someone who may or may not have a name similar to Froggy may or may not have an appetite for poo-poo. Just saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yes, uh, we don't want to spread any rumors here at the Frat Chat Podcast. But uh, if you check out his Wikipedia page right now, someone might have edited to say that he loves to eat poo-poo. And also that he's gay. Correct came up with that by myself. Wait, I mean, who knows who did that? Those monsters. Bastards.
1: (laughs) So we we know now um, where pinatas come from. We know a little bit of the history of the Hooters menu. And And you taught
0: them about the bucket of fuck, which, fun fact, as a pledge, I did eat a ton of that, you guys. Like, really an exorbitant amount, you guys. And um, it was not pretty. There was like pig's feet in there too, and it was like mixed with vinegar and hot sauce and like Quaker oats or, or cornflakes, yeah, whatever you want. It,
1: and it was soggy. Yeah,
0: and, and that's. I mean, the cereal it it makes a gross feeling, but it's also cereal's cheap as shit. So you can just buy like dollar cereal. Because I used to have to make the bucket too later on. Just disgusting. It's super hot, and uh, yeah, definitely. Lots of
1: diarrhea's right had. I, I ate all the jalapeno peppers. Ugh. Uh, oh, yeah. Dude. Everyone was like, jalapeno peppers. I was like, I'll just do it. My butt's basically numb anyway. <laughs> I um, <laughs> just used and abused. Um, I was going to say about the, the bucket. Oh, uh, so Rush quit during my bucket of fuck. And then he miraculously got another bid the next semester. And during his bucket of fuck event, he looked at me. And he said, I can't do this. And I looked at him and I said, yep, yeah, but you knew this was coming. Like, you yeah, knew it to anyone. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like dude, you absolutely know it's you coming. gotta eat some shit, bro. Yeah. 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 Come on. Don't be a sucker, b. Don't be a sucker. Come on,
0: dude. What do you think? They're just gonna change it because of you? Like, come on. What a sucker. His name, what was and, his pledge name? Mulligan? Yeah, which is a pretty smart pledge name yeah, because you got a do-over. Yeah. And uh, one cool thing about the bucket, which... Uh, definitely, honestly, it made it more fun for me on both sides of it. Uh, when it was delivered, uh, the brothers would be singing the, the Empire song for Star Wars. <laughs> da, 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 And everybody would get really into it. And it would just build and build and build until they dropped this giant fucking cooler. and Which was, uh, usually it was like like a small bucket or something like that. But for us, there were 16 of us, so they literally filled an entire cooler. And boy, it was awful. It was... And like I said, I ate so many cups. Eventually, they actually took my cup away. Because they were like, you've eaten physically too much. We are afraid you're going to get sick. Same happened to me. Yeah, but then I took took my pledge brother's cup because I felt bad for them. So then I started eating more. And they were like, all right, Carlos, just just give him back his cup. And give Carlos back his cup. He's a champion. Yeah. And then I felt like the man until later on that night when I was sitting in the toilet. Just pooping it all out. And I asshole just felt like a, i had just had a rough night over at semo's it was just awful it was, was in pain I was in pain lots of pain
1: i did not feel like i it. took um uh chocolate x-lax the the night after oh i think that was the egg event remember i gave chocolate x-lax to me and my uh brother why wow,
0: That would make that... I mean, it's all going to come out anyways. You're going to take X-Lax to speed it up. Oh, Yeah,
1: and then that whole night, like, nothing happened. We're like, huh. And then I was in the middle of theater history class, and I just got this pain in my stomach. I was like, oh, no, not now. <laughs> and then I left all my books. But I remember I, I went back to class. Um, it was a, another class. Like, the, the, it was the next session, and my books were still there. But I was so embarrassed. <laughs> And my teacher was like, Like, who are you, sir? She was such a bitch. She's like, do you feel okay? You were in there for a long time. Like, all your stuff is still here. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, my God. That.
0: Is- At least you just never came back to class for the other class. It's embarrassing that the teacher saw you. But... Imagine you came back like right at the end of class and it's been like half an hour and the entire class is looking at you like what the fuck?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I think better one person than 60. So <laughs>
1: True. Very true. Okay, so are we reading your story? Oh yeah. I see it's written in um um final drafts, nice because, format. Uh...
0: I'm a professional, and I like to keep that shit professional. And especially for when a uh, good boy Stevie Spielberg uh, gives us a call and says, Hey, Carlos, I need those old school Chris scripts. Are you ready to hit the big time? And I'm saying, Yes, Stevie. sending you right now. Check, check your DMs. let we move on to the next story. And this one, you guys, as I mentioned, is uh, old school Chris tackling a very fun night of hell week. Well, very fun for, for the brothers, I have to say. And then sometimes for the pledges. It depends. But this story is called Old School Chris Does Hell Week. And it's Jeopardy Night. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh huh. Okay, so for Jeopardy Night, do I have braces? Of course. You always have okay. braces on Old School Chris. Okay, let me make sure. So I have braces. Oops. So I'll, I'll do my voice like this.
0: <laughs> and as you know, I uh, also wrote the speech impediment into the, your... Dialogue, so don't worry, it's in there. <laughs> okay, you guys, so it's old school Chris does Hell Week Jeopardy night. We open up at the interior of the fraternity house, it's the basement, and it's nighttime. And it's the fourth night of Hell Week at the fraternity house, and old school Chris is at his end, sleep deprived and exhausted. His pledge class is lined up in the basement there. They have been forced to sleep and do all of their pledge events for the final and most difficult week of pledging, Hell Week. As the brothers come down the stairs, old school Chris begins to feel a wave of fear inside of him. He is now totally terrified as his Hellmaster steps forward with an evil smirk on his face. The Hellmaster speaks Pledges! Welcome to night four of Hell Week. Tonight! We'll see which one of you will be the man. And which one of you will be my bitch. And from looking at you guys, I have a feeling I know exactly who my bitch will be. The brothers begin to laugh as the Hellmaster looks directly at Old School Chris. Of
1: course. <laughs> staring a
0: hole into his soul. <laughs> as the Hellmaster continues to glare at him, a small stream of liquid poo trickles down Old School Chris's pants. He then thinks to himself,
1: Oh no, not again. Okay, Chris, remember what Mother taught you at Jimmy Fish Gibbons' party?
0: Old school Chris discreetly takes off his sweatshirt and ties it around his waist in an effort to hide the brown stain. He then thinks to himself, Seriously, now no one will know. The Hellmaster interrupts his thoughts. Anyways, you ladies must be wondering what you're doing tonight. Tonight, we will test your mind. In ways that has never been tested before. Tonight is such a mentally challenging night that all I can say is, I hope none of you have a learning disability. (laughs) (laughs) Old school Chris's heart sinks. In a span of minutes, he once again finds himself thinking, Oh no. His face is covered in fear, but the Hellmaster doesn't notice. I would especially hate to have something like dyslexia, you know? That would especially, totally suck balls. Especially they're not like this, you guys. Old school Chris begins to tremble. I mean, seriously, I'd rather be deaf or blind or something. You know, at least then we'd have some pity on you. It would be way less confusing what's about to happen to the poor soul that has to do this with dyslexia. Old school Chris is now in a full-blown panic. The Hellmaster continues. But before we get there, a hundred push-ups pledges. Then come upstairs when you're done. I need a break from this room. It totally smells
1: like shit in here. <laughs> All the pledges look
0: straight at old school Chris, who tries to play it off.
1: So I wonder why it smells like that, you guys. Maybe somebody brought a dog in here and the, the dog pooped everywhere. Does somebody bring a dog? I think somebody brought a dog.
0: <laughs> the pledges clearly don't believe him. Before anybody can say anything, however, the Hellmaster is hurt again. What the fuck are you still doing standing around down there, you cock sucking dick licking pig fucking uncle fuckers Start your fucking push-ups! The pledges immediately hit the ground and begin doing their push-ups. The scene fades. Okay, so as we leave, old-school Chris is about to do some
1: push-ups. You know what? One time, I had a stomachache and I shat outside in the, um, the woods. And then my Hellmaster <laughs> made me do sit-ups in my shit. Oh. In. I just pooped there. And they were like, I can't <laughs> believe you just took a fucking dump in front of the Alpha fees Because was, Sorority was getting haste with us. And I was oh. like, everybody poops. Everybody poops. They're like, how bad do you have to go? Really bad. Then we're outside. Go poop. I'm like, okay. And they're like, Oh my god he's actually doing it you told me to <laughs> yeah what the, what the fuck did you think what they were I gonna do? do especially if it's an emergency if i'll hold it in is, guess what it's not gonna come out my mouth so i don't really have any options yeah no Anywho. way no
0: way i'm laying on my poop what the fuck <laughs> man you really got it way worse than me but <laughs> we'll proceed so as we come back we're again in the fraternity house but this time we're in the living room and it's still nighttime. 43 minutes have passed and the entire class of pledges has long been upstairs, ready to start the event, except for old school Chris, who's still working on his push-ups. The Hellmaster's starting to get frustrated. Jesus Christ, how many push-ups are you at, you f***ing nerd? I got some pledges to haze. Old school Chris struggles to speak as he does his (laughs) push-ups. Oh, for f- sakes! Nine? Are you serious? Nine fucking push-ups? God damn it! Just get up here, you fucking asshole licking mini dick ass fucking dildo. Here, <laughs> <Chris. laughs> I got very creative with those.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Old school. Chris quickly makes his way up the stairs. His arms feeling like jello after he- exerting himself to his peak physical performance. Once he lines up, the Hellmaster begins the event. Okay, now we can officially begin night four of Hell Week. As I mentioned before, this will not be like any other night of Hell Week. Oh no. Tonight we have a very special night because tonight we will play a game of Jeopardy. The brothers begin to cheer as the Jeopardy theme is played on an old stereo in the background. Once the theme song plays, The Hellmaster seems to also get in a great mood. At first, old school Chris is relieved by the reveal, but once he sees the excitement in the brothers, he begins to feel uneasy. The Hellmaster speaks again. As you can see, my little pig fucking friends, we love Jeopardy during Hell Week in this fraternity because as you can imagine, my little pig fucking friends, this is no ordinary game of Jeopardy. Oh, no, no, no. This is our version of Jeopardy, where the rules are simple. Like Jeopardy, we will ask you pigfuckers a bunch of trivia questions. Unlike Jeopardy, when you get a question wrong, there will be punishments. The brothers cheer again. As the Hellmaster says the word punishment, two brothers begin to set up a small table in front of them. As they set up the table, another brother starts lining up shots of cheap tequila. You can tell how cheap it is because the bottle was made out of solid plastic. Ew! <laughs> Those were the WORST! I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, another brother is also at work making a disgusting looking mixture consisting of Chex Mix, hot sauce, sardines, and vinegar. It's designed to make you throw up or diarrhea yourself, but it certainly does not stay in for long. The Hellmaster once again speaks. The punishments are simple, fuckers. As you can see, our awesome brothers have brought some amazing punishment treats, made just for you guys! Once you get a question wrong, you'll either have to take a shot or a drink, eat from our delicious Brother Mix, or do a workout. And by the way, I recommend the Brother Mix. I actually have made it myself. Oh, nice. Old school Chris looks at the Brother Mix. Not only does it look disgusting, but it has clearly been sitting out for hours. The top layer of Chex Mix and hot sauce look to have begun hardening, like the crust of an old pecan pie. Old school Chris feels like he's about to be sick. Anyways, fuckerinos, we will assign to you the punishments at will, depending on how much we hate you. Any
1: questions? Um, I mean, what if you get a question right, you guys? The brothers look perplexed, uh, what? What, what happens if you get a question right? <laughs> what happens if you get a question right?
0: You hear that, you guys? <laughs> you to know what they get! If they get a question right! <laughs> the brothers begin to laugh in unison. Old school Chris awkwardly joins in the laughter, too. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: well, that's simple! No one ever gets the question right! So good luck, fucker! <laughs> now let's get this show on the road, bitches! The brothers now cheer aggressively. they are ready for the game to start. Okay, question number one, and I'm gonna ask it to you, fuckle very Finn. He points at a pledge standing there next to old school Chris, who is quivering in fear. His name is Bleak, He's notorious for wetting himself when drunk. The Hellmaster quickly asks him a question. Well, you look like a fucking idiot, so I'll give you an easy one to start. Tell me John Fucker must die. Name me 10 notable alumni in our fraternity. Bleak looks like he saw a ghost. Not known for his fraternity knowledge, he would have been stunned by having to name five alumni. He reluctantly goes to answer.
1: Well, um,
0: I remember Terry Bradshaw and and the big show Paul White. But I'm sorry, Brother Hellmaster, sir. I don't know. Oh, you don't know, huh? Well, what do you say when you don't know? As Bleak is forced to say the next thing, a small wet stream rolls down his cheek and down his pants. He answers, <sighs> I don't care enough about this fraternity. THAT'S MORE LIKE IT, Fugzilla pee
1: pants Uh-huh, we had to say, fuck this fraternity.
0: Oh, nice. Well, it depends. depends how mad they were at us, so. THAT'S, yeah. that's MORE LIKE IT, Fugzilla pee pants Now for your punishment. YOU LOOK THIRSTY! How about we give this young man something to quench his thirst? Bleak is immediately handed two shots of the plastic bottle of tequila. He takes the shots down, back-to-back. The tequila's so cheap, warm, and gross, that he immediately feels like throwing it back up. However, he holds it down to preserve his honor. Old school Chris is horrified as he imagines the taste of this awful tequila bottle. The tequila is so gross that one gallon of it sells
1: for two dollars and ninety-nine cents.
0: old school Chris is not looking forward to trying
1: it. We drank um um cheap vodka in college. It's called Rickeloff
0: Rickeloff dude, that? so much Rickeloff uh. God, it smells. It looks and tastes like rubbing alcohol in every way. And yeah, it's like rubbing alcohol and like cleaning supplies. It's it's all I can really relate it to. It's fucking awful. So glad I'm not drinking that ever again.
1: <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs> like you really couldn't pay me enough to drink Rickle Off again.
1: It no smells way. like some, some of the hand sanitizers that I use gives me like... PTSD. I think about yeah, yeah, absolutely, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue.
0: Uh, okay, the Hellmaster chimes in.
1: Okay, who's up
0: next? Up next is Bisco, the pledge class stoner. The Hellmaster points to him. Well, hello there, fucker Carlson. You look awfully relaxed, despite the fact that Bisco's weed stash was confiscated at the beginning of Hell Week. He somehow managed to infuse all his food and snacks with marijuana. Little do the brothers know, every time Bisco eats, he gets higher and higher, especially on no sleep. The Hellmaster continues. Anyways, here's a question for ya. What are the Founding Fathers' favorite? Wait a minute, hello? As the Hellmaster gets closer to Bisco, he notices his eyes are completely glazed over. Though he looks awake, he is currently so high that he's totally in another dimension. Bisco stares blankly at the Hellmaster Ugh, are you even awake dude they all stare at Bisco who slowly turns his head at the Headmaster he tries to muster words but he's so high that it's clearly a process he was
1: high a lot <laughs> yeah.
0: I learned so many weed smoking techniques from that guy though great guy <laughs> uh-huh. after about 40 seconds Bisco finally answers uh, I don't know the confused Hellmaster looks at the brothers for a second, then at the pledgers. He then smiles. Well, looks like we'll count that as your question, famous writer Fucker Max! <laughs> but you know what? I like you. So rather than punish you, you can just have a seat. Bisco looks around, more confused than he was before. Despite his confusion, the Hellmaster reassures him. Go on! Have a seat. Bisco gives the Hellmaster a big stoner smile and sits down. The pledges can't believe their eyes. You look a little hungry, too. Are you hungry? Uh, I mean, I guess. I'm pretty starving, man. And what would you like to eat? Bisco smiles. Well, it is my birthday, bro. And I don't get to eat any cake, man. Could I maybe have a little birthday cake? The Hellmaster responds, Oh, you're hungry, and it's your birthday. Well, why do not you say so? We're not monsters here. The Hellmaster calls to the brothers, Hey, brothers, why don't we give my good buddy here some delicious birthday treats, huh? He said he's hungry. As the Hellmaster says this, the brothers begin to cheer. Two brothers then come out with an entire bowl of the same disgusting mix that was sitting on the table. The bowl has a lit birthday candle attached to it. The brothers in the room begin singing happy birthday as it's delivered to Bisco, the Hellmaster then kneels down next to him. Hey, you! You think I didn't know you were high this whole time, fuckzilla? Huh? How stupid do you think I am? I sold you the weed you made your edibles with, you fucking asshole, licking, poodle-fucking, pot-smoking uncle-fucker! And just so you know, that wasn't just mid-grades I sold you. Oh, no, no, no. It was 100% pure California Uncle Fucker Cush, the purest Cush in the
1: world. Is that true? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah. totally, I totally made that up. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, a lot of good things come from California. That's true. That's why I did it. You know? Uh, like California oranges. Oh, no. Yes. Florida oranges. And homelessness. They homelessness. are the best. That's why I meant. They, homelessness. Have the, they, have the- <laughs> <laughs> they have the best methadone clinics, let me tell you. <laughs> In the world,
2: let me tell you. Go Cali.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bisco slowly looks over at the Hellmaster, realization slowly setting into his eyes, as it finally hits him that he has been eating nothing but the most powerful edibles known to man for the past four days. He feels his brain melting from within, but he's much too high to know if it's real or not. He doesn't even know what to think anymore. He's left in a totally comatose state just sitting there staring numbly at the Hellmaster. The Hellmaster once again smiles. And since it looks like you won't be answering any questions right for a while, you can go ahead and eat your entire birthday cake. <laughs> Begin. Bisco is so high that he's unable to say no. Without hesitation begins eating the disgusting bowl of brother makes he was giving. He is in a complete autopilot of pain. The Hellmaster now looks at the next pledge. Gay Aiken, the smartest pledge in the
1: class. I don't know. If that's true. Actually, no. That's probably true. Then me. I'm a very close. Yeah, second. Yeah, sure,
0: totally, totally. No, yeah. Chris Moore, close second. We go by SEMO's numbers. Uh, they're, they're dyslexic, that, so they don't follow
1: an order. Yeah, you we know. call it <laughs> dyscalculia.
0: <laughs> One seven six five four three two. Yes. CMO's number two, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, for the record, uh, Gay can also confirm to me that he was, uh, the smartest pledge in the class, so, shout out to him for listening. Oh. I love you. <laughs> Anyways, the Hellmaster chimes in. Well, well, well. If it isn't my dear friend. Ballsack my fuck stick. Do you mind if I call you that, ballsack? Uh, I guess. Brother Hellmaster, sir. Great. Well, Mr. McFuckstick, my sources tell me that you're the smartest pledge we have, is that true? I think so, Brother Hellmaster, sir. Good, good, good. Because I was hoping that you could go ahead and write out the entire scroll for me to save your pledge class. Do you think you could do that? The fraternity scroll was a piece of paper that contained the names and scroll numbers of all the brothers in the chapter. The scroll number represents the order they got in the fraternity. A big part of the knowledge exam, Gay Aiken was ready for this moment. He confidently responds, I I know the scroll inside and out, brother Hellmaster, sir. I'll do it. Great. So, if you can properly get the entire scroll on paper, I'll end the event. However, for any that you get wrong, you have to have a drink. Deal? Gay Aiken is ready. K-Akin grabs a piece of paper and pen from the brother table and sets to write down the scroll. However, as he goes to start, the Hellmaster chimes in. And What do you think you're doing, my dear Mr. McFuckstick? I'm writing the scroll down like you asked, brother Hellmaster, sir. The Hellmaster smiles. I said you had to get the entire scroll on paper. I didn't say that you would be doing the writing, did I? The other pledges look confused as Kay Aiken immediately turns white. Being the best pledge, he already knows where this is going. This is a Pledge class of one, my dear Ballsack, and from what I can see, one of your pledge brothers hasn't gotten a question, has he? The Hellmaster turns Uh his head towards old school Chris, whose heart begins to sink to his stomach. He feels his underwear wetting from the quiet shart he just let out. Gaken answers the Hellmaster. No, Brother Hellmaster, sir. He hasn't. So you really are the smart one. Good. Well, for those of you not keeping up, like Ballsack McFuckstick here, Ballsack will dictate the names and Poop Boy will do the actual writing. It'll be super easy. Unless Poop Boy's dyslexic. Ah! <laughs> The brothers join in to laugh as old school Chris is now in a full-blown panic. Gay can try to calm him down. Hey, don't listen to these jerks, Chris. We're together. We can do this. Old school Chris feels super inspired. No one has ever believed in him.
1: You know what? (laughs) He would have really said, Chris, don't fuck up, all right? (laughs) We, we, We all have class in the morning. Just hurry up and get this the fuck over with. Don't mess up. I'm tired of uh, getting hazed.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, old school Chris responds.
1: You know what? You are right. This is my time to shine and I will. My dyslexia has been holding me back for too long and I won't let it anymore. I'm ready. Just give me the first name.
0: Okay. It's Jack Furby. Pledge name? head. You got this, Chris. Old school Chris immediately starts writing for his life. He works hard to ensure to place all the letters correctly so they can get the past the first name. In fact, he has never worked so hard in his life. He fears he writes a thousand words per second. Writing and thinking, thinking and writing. Old school Chris feels like he's on top of the world. Unfortunately, what comes out of him is some of the worst spelling that has ever been seen by a fully cognizant human. He's absolutely terrible. In fact, there are newborn babies that can handle spelling tasks better than this. Scene flashes to old school Chris and Gaik and having to drink several times just to get through each name. It gets so bad that the Hellmaster even makes the other pledges have some of their drinks. Scene fades, and then we come back in, into the fraternity house, basement, and it's late. Night. After three hours, four bottles of cheap tequila, all the warm beer the brothers could muster. And only 10 names later, the entire pledge class is now completely wasted. The Hellmaster is in shock. Well, I have never, in my 13 years of college, seen anybody with spelling that bad in my life. (laughs) The founding fathers would be ashamed, and I would know I'm actually the same age as them. So, what do you fucking fucking asshole fuckers have to say for yourselves? As the Hellmaster asks the pledges, he notices that they can't even stand anymore. The true point of jeopardy is to get the pledges as drunk as possible. So, seeing this, the Hellmaster decides they've had enough. He sends them back down to the basement to sleep. And then the scene fades again, that's shorty. And then we come back to the fraternity house in the morning. The next morning, old school Chris awakens to his first quiet morning of Hell Week. He was not woken up at 5 AM or screamed at, and his underwear is surprisingly dry. <laughs> it's an overall weird feeling for, <laughs> It's an overall weird feeling for old school Chris. He can hear the other pledges are all upstairs, and he smells a strong aroma of bacon. Old school Chris decides to join them upstairs. However, when he opens the door, everyone looks awkwardly around the room. They can't stand to look at old school Chris. He asks.
1: Uh, what's wrong, you guys? Why is everyone looking at me like that? Is everything okay?
0: The pledges and brothers all look to the Hellmaster to answer. The Hellmaster looks as uncomfortable as the rest of them. However, since it is his job to run Hell Week, he steps forward to speak. Well, uh, kid, um, I don't know how to say this, but do you remember last
1: night at all? Are you serious? You guys fed me, like, 16 drinks. How do you expect me to remember?
0: Oh, right. Of course, yes. Uh, Well, uh, it's just that uh,
1: the Hellmaster looks super
0: uncomfortable. So when you guys were shit-faced, we sent you to the basement, right? Uh Uh-huh. Well, normally, the pledges do all kinds of weird things down there. You know, like drunk crying or pissing themselves. You know, like Bleak over there. The Hellmaster points to Bleak whose light gray sweatpants are now dark from the urine stains. Old School Chris asks,
1: Yeah, so, did, did I pee myself?
0: Well,
1: not particularly.
0: See, when we came down the stairs to make sure you were alive, we saw you, uh... The Hellmaster goes quiet. Old School Chris can't take it anymore. He snaps at the Hellmaster.
1: You are me doing what, you guys? Oh, God.
0: Okay, well, we caught you giving, a uh, Gay Aiken a blowjob, okay? It was really weird. I'm still very confused about what I saw. Old school Chris is shocked. His mind starts racing a mile a minute. He looks over at the pledge class. They all look horrified. Except for Gay Aiken, who looks surprisingly happy. The Hellmaster <laughs> continues. <laughs> and the thing is... We saw how drunk you were getting after the first drinks, so we actually switched your alcohol intake out with shots of ginger ale very early in the game. You didn't even seem to notice, but you maybe actually had like three shots of liquor before you blew your little smiling buddy over there. So I guess you have to ask, uh, are you gay? Yeah. Old school Chris's life now flashes before his eyes. He is standing there shocked, trying to think of a way out from having a secret exposed to the fraternity. And the world. In a panic, old school Chris says the first thing that comes to his mind.
1: Oh, well, I I knew that. The Hellmaster looks confused. What? I, I said I, I, I knew that. I, I knew you guys switched alcohol to ginger ale. Oh, you did? Yeah, you guys overestimate me and I, I was tired of it. So, so I was just a prank, you guys. A prank? Yeah, a really elaborate prank. (laughs) Uh huh. That will never give me fake alcohol again. (laughs) Hell, Master
0: Ponders. You mean to tell me that you giving that nerd over there a blowjob was just an elaborate prank to teach us a lesson about underestimating you and not something you did because you're gay?
1: Me? Gay? Come on, you guys, do do I walk gay in any way? Duh. (laughs) The the brothers all
0: stare at Old School Chris for a very long time. Meanwhile, the pledges keep trading glances between Old School Chris and the Hellmaster. After the longest uncomfortable silence in fraternity life history, the Hellmaster speaks. You must think so little of me, huh, fuckface? Old School Chris begins to shake. He prepares for the worst. You think you're smart, Pledge? Do not let me know you were going to do an epic prank like that during Hell Week. You're a wild man, dude. That's the best prank I've ever heard of. Isn't that right, boys? The brother is all roll in approval. Old school Chris can't believe his luck. He's once again gotten away from suspicion. Many different brothers come up to him. Oh, Chris, that was a sweet prank, bro. Oh oh, man, we should have never doubted you, you could never be gay bro, look how manly you are, you're a legend bro! The Hellmaster interrupts, that's right he is, and that's why, from this day on, he will no longer be boring old Chris Moore, no, from this day forward, I give you guys Simo, the frattiest, manliest, non-gay brother ever! Now three cheers for CMO, everyone! Hip, hip, hooray! hooray! The brothers once again erupt with cheers of approval as they begin chanting his new nickname. C-mo, they then carry old-school Chris away C-mo, on their shoulders. C-mo, the C-mo, C-mo. Oh, that's nice, but
1: they shouldn't carry me on their shoulders if I got doo doo pants on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you were wearing the sweater. You know, you still have the sweater wrapped around, so I was still uh, concealed. They had no idea. You probably ruined a couple of their days once you actually got up there. Yeah. But, you know, the story wasn't about them, per se. So, you know, we're just not going to talk about that this week. But maybe another time in the Franchise Podcast.
1: Um, it seems like we have a, a common theme in our stories that that both Carlos and Chris saved the day. Yeah.
0: And I was going to say, you guys, at face value, you might see these stories as two guys saying really awful things about each other. But... We hear the Frat Shop Podcast look at it a little bit differently. If you look at our endings, we both had happy endings. So
1: <sighs> oh, that's yeah, what I call CMO. friendship, you guys. That's what I call Correct. real friendship. And there's actually... Uh, both happy, stories guys. are overloaded with factual elements that might go unnoticed. Yeah. But I do appreciate the research.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, that's why it actually has taken me eight months to write this story, you guys. Uh, I actually quit my, quit my job, relationship, life. All my comedy shows, everything. I actually been living in a Starbucks, uh, well, actually behind in a dumpster behind the Starbucks, you know, because it won't let me live there, you know, and uh, that's what all I've been doing. So I hope it wasn't just a giant waste of time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but to listeners, the dumpster has really high ceilings, so it could be, yes.
0: I have lots of space in there where I can do all my fun things that I do in my day to day life, uh, such as eat cheese and lay in bed all day. I basically live the same lifestyle as a New York City rat, you know,
1: and I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. I would say that my friend, he was like, you know, you just get to the point in your, in your life where you had to move to the city. You know, I'm, I'm tired of living in Brooklyn. I want to I live in Chelsea. So he and his partner moved to Chelsea and invited us over. This was a while back and I was like, oh, you guys have a, a bunk bed because it was like the tiniest apartment I've ever uh, seen. I said, oh, so you guys, you guys are all grown up and you got yourself a new bunk bed. Look at that. Uh, I, like you know, yeah, I, I do know. I know that's really embarrassing. So I hope you don't drink too much <laughs> so you have to climb into your bed tonight.
0: Yeah, right. And how do you figure out who gets top bunk in that situation?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just a loft bed. So they had like, like, I think they had like table and chairs like underneath of the bed like they had no room Uh, so they had to elevate their bed so if you were to wake up in the middle of the night like you're gonna hit your head on something on the ceiling yeah that sucks yeah people should not look like uh, that
0: you definitely can only have uh sexy time and missionary and missionary only
1: correct anything else you're screwed when you you were in college were you top bunk or bottom bunk oh i was bottom bunk i knew it you fucking bottom you Come dumpster, <laughs> dirt digging, home all. Yeah, when I was a kid, I was the
0: top, and then when I then I, was, I got older, I became a bottom. It's you know, things.
1: It's weird. less Talk about bunk beds. I'm the same way. Totally it's less effort.
0: Talking about bunk beds. Correct. You guys, totally. Uh, <laughs> well, you guys, uh, I hope you enjoyed another hilarious edition of story time here at the frat chat podcast i hope you enjoyed the happy ending that we gave you guys uh wait i gotta stop saying things in weird ways it's got me in trouble make sure you give us a follow on all social channels i am at carlos does the world on instagram on facebook on tiktok and I am at Carlos Does World on the Twitter. And make sure you follow my good buddy Seemo over there at Seymour Comedy on Twitter and at Chris.more.comedy on Instagram. And make sure you follow us everywhere at Frat Chat Podcast. We put together some very entertaining content on there every single week. So check it out, you guys. Anyways, on that note, Mr. Mo, get us out of here.
1: All right. I motion to adjourn this meeting. And I suck it. Let's get the fuck out of here.
0: Ciao, guys. We'll be back next week. See ya.